Welcome to the Annihilate It podcast, a nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset podcast created to inspire, motivate, and elevate listeners to be the best version of themselves. This podcast is for anyone looking to improve their health, expand their mind, and live life to its absolute fullest. I'm your host, Alex. Now let's get started. We've talked about healthy habits, and we've discussed multiple ways to manage time better so you can execute your healthy habits. So now I think it's time we talk about motivation. The cold hard truth about motivation is that it simply isn't reliable. We've all been there. You wake up one morning feeling fed up with your behavior from the last few days or possibly the last few months or even years. And you decide you're going to get healthy. Starting today, you're going to drink four bottles of water, get up early, work out three times a week, maybe you'll even get a real gym membership, you're going to have a salad for lunch every single day, oh, and you're done eating chocolate cookies. Oh yeah, and wine? That's only for the weekends now. And you swear up and down that this time is going to be different because right now you are feeling good. You've already started drinking your water and you didn't even hit snooze this morning. You are on fire. You are feeling so motivated. But then Tuesday rolls around. You're tired because you got up early yesterday. And then the kids didn't go to bed on time and you needed to decompress from the day. So you stayed up late. You hit snooze three times, so now you're going to push your workout until tomorrow, and you forgot to prep lunch, so of course you have to swing through the drive-thru. Not really a big deal. But then two o'clock rolls around, and you're feeling the exhaustion catch up with you. That brain fog is hitting really hard, so you run to Starbucks for a caffeinated pick-me-up and a croissant. When you get home in the evening, you forego your evening walk because you aren't feeling motivated, but it's okay. Today was a hard day. You'll get back to it tomorrow. And so the cycle is born again. You behave how you want to behave when you have motivation, but when it's not there, somehow those magical habits disappear too. It's tiring and frustrating process and it never yields results. And if it does, they are temporary and do not last. So honestly, what's the point of all of it anyway? This scene feels all too familiar. And if I'm being radically honest, the cycle is not going to end anytime soon if you keep relying on motivation. Because motivation is not what you're looking for. You're looking for discipline, the ability to follow a code of order put in place to add structure to your life in a way that promotes health, happiness, and longevity. When you practice discipline, you set yourself up for success by prioritizing and then managing your time, just like we talked about last week. Now, there's a concept that I just mentioned that I think bridges the gap between time management and discipline, and that concept is radical honesty. So at its core, radical honesty means living with intention. It means continuously asking yourself, how can I own the situation I'm in? How could I have done better? What is my responsibility? Because it's really easy to center ourselves as the victim of a harsh and cruel world where it's difficult to get ahead. Radical honesty invites us to take ownership of what happens to us and do the deep, hard work. So it means confronting your thought patterns and feelings. And as they say, you know, even if you can't control what's happening around you, you can control your reaction to it. And radical honesty takes your reaction from being just that, a mindless reaction, and turns it into intentional action. 
So that space that exists in the moment you pause and choose how to react is the most magical source of energy in life. In that moment, you have the power to be intentional instead of just reactionary. But if you haven't practiced radical honesty, your reaction will be out of alignment with who you really are. So that's why we want to take this back to radical responsibility or radical honesty, right? There's a layer of this where you must take accountability for your thoughts, for your hopes and dreams, and for your actions. Because accountability is empowerment, right? It's amazing when we hold ourselves accountable. And you can start being accountable by asking yourself, is this a reason or is this an excuse? A reason is out of your control. You cannot help it if your daughter wakes up sick, right? An excuse is within your control. You can't help it if your daughter wakes up sick, but claiming that you have to have pizza for dinner because your daughter is sick is an excuse to eat pizza, not a reason. And in this instance, even if you're saying, hey, I'm busy taking care of my sick daughter, I need to have dinner delivered, that's fine. You do not have to choose pizza. You can choose something more nutrient dense, right? My dog is moving on the floor, I'm so sorry. So this is a moment where you can take radical responsibility and live with intention, order a nutrient-dense meal instead of pizza, right? Because you are in control of your reaction to the situation, which in this case is your daughter being sick, right? So when life presents challenges, you get to decide each and every time who you are by how you respond. But in order to do that, you have to take your responses off autopilot, right? So I do feel it's important to go over what radical responsibility is not. It is not needing to be perfect. Yes, you will absolutely make mistakes along the way. You are human and mistakes are normal. They are totally, totally okay. And radical responsibility is not a tool to set yourself in a shame spiral and never recover from that. Again, mistakes happen. We don't know how or when, but they are inevitable. So when you make a mistake, assess it, take responsibility, and then come up with an action plan moving forward and then actually allow yourself to move forward. Don't let yourself fall victim to those shame spirals, right? They only lead to inaction. Radical responsibility does not mean that you are in control of everything and everything will turn out perfectly all of the time, but it does mean that you are willing to reflect and change your responsibility or change your part in the matter if necessary, right? Okay. I want to take a short break before diving in um, into like where to start. So how you can begin to take radical responsibility if that's a new concept for you. How do we start practicing radical responsibility? In order to have a starting point, I actually want to walk you through an exercise. So what we're going to do is work backwards from your ultimate vision. So if you're able to, I want you to sit comfortably in your chair and close your eyes. And if it's unsafe to close your eyes, please do not do so. You can follow along with your eyes open, no problem. But if you really want to commit and get into it right now, um, and if you have a little extra time on your hands, then I would recommend pulling out a notebook or maybe opening a note app and writing your responses down. All right. Now that you're comfortable and paying attention, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions, okay? I want you to visualize your dream life, every last detail that you possibly can, and I'm going to walk you through it. 
Where do you live? Who do you live with? What's the neighborhood like? What about the weather? The scenery? What do you do when you have time off? What type of activities do you participate in? Who do you do those activities with? Who do you spend your time with? All right, now I want you to add your dream career into this visualization. What do you do? Where do you work? Are you remote or are you in person? Maybe both. Who do you work for? What's your schedule like? What days do you work or go into the office? Who sets your hours and what are they like? What's the point of your job? Is it passion? Are you doing it for impact? Just the income? If you don't have a job or you don't have a dream career, what do you do during standard work hours when your friends are at work? What sorts of hobbies, activities, and interactions make you feel fulfilled? How do you interact with your community? Where do you do that interaction or interacting? Do you typically run errands in person or do you do things online? On that note, do you spend more time online or in the real world? What are you doing when you're online? All right, I want you to think on this image, this vision, this life that you've built for a minute. Hold it in your mind as vividly as you can. What you do, who you are, every last detail. All right, now let me ask you this. How different is this image from your current life right now? Which pieces have come to fruition and which aspects of your dream life have not yet come to pass? And now that you have that answer in your head, my final question for you is, where do you need to take radical responsibility to make the rest of your dreams happen? I know it's a deep question and it's okay if you want to think on it for a few minutes. In the meantime, I do want to just be open and honest and vulnerable and share my own example of a time in which I had to practice radical responsibility and be totally honest about the part I played in the misalignment that I was experiencing. So the very first coach that I hired was an online coach, very similar to myself now. Um, and I paid a lot of money to work with them. And I remember that they really pushed the one-on-one -on -one aspect. And when I was done with my three months coaching with them, I didn't reach all of my goals. And I was really disappointed. And for a minute, I really actually, for a bit longer than a minute, I really wanted to blame the coach because they had promised that it was like this super one-on-one -on -one experience with weekly check-ins and personalized macros and a personalized training program and attention to detail and lots of communication, one-on-one-on-one, one-on-one. One. They just really thought I was going to get a lot of attention. And 
I didn't get a lot of attention. I sent in form videos and I got form feedback, but I kind of felt lost in the gym and I didn't really know why I was doing the exercises that I was doing. And my trainer actually copied and pasted somebody else's program and they forgot to change the name. So when I first got my program, it was addressed to somebody different. And I remember thinking, you know, hey, it's totally cool if you have like a beginner, like a workout program for beginners and you kind of send everybody through the same program. But man, it would have really gone far had you changed the name and filled mine in so that it was addressed to me, not to somebody else, right? Not a big deal, but it really lost that personal touch and I just kind of felt like I was a really fast copy paste. But again, I was like, okay, you know, like I get it. I totally, totally understand wanting to be efficient. Um, but I just, it didn't feel super one-on-one. -on -one. There were no calls or like monthly check-ins. It was just weekly check-ins. They weren't super personal. Uh, good job with your macros, adjust this. Here's form feedback, the end. And I just kind of felt like something was missing from it, right? So I didn't get the results that I wanted and I had spent a lot of money. It was a big investment for me and it was my first investment of that kind. And so I just was kind of bummed by the experience, but I did have to take radical responsibility because I didn't uphold my end of the bargain. So I did not hit my macros perfectly. I probably at that point in time was only hitting them 60 or 70%, sometimes maybe 80 or 85%. Um, but I wasn't tracking accurately 100% of the time or even 90% of the time, I think. And I was really brushing off the lifestyle pieces like quality sleep and stress management. Um, so I did get stronger in the gym. I definitely got stronger. I definitely developed a better relationship with food and started to understand portion sizes and just eat better for myself, which was great. So there were definitely positive things that came from it. This um, person's not a terrible coach or anything like that. Uh, but I just didn't completely transform my body and change my body composition and like kick ass like I had expected to. So the lesson was that yes, my coach could have done a lot of things differently to provide an experience that matched my expectations um, based on marketing, but I also could have done things differently. I could have spoken up more. I could have asked more questions and communicated better. I could have utilized the resources my coach had given to me um, a little bit more. And I definitely could have made sure I was giving my side of the bargain 100% not necessarily being perfect, but just really making a point, right? To um, check myself where I could be 1% better versus just expecting a coach to constantly tell me what to do. So that is um, an experience in which I really had to look back and say, yeah, that person could have done things differently, but hey, so could I. At the end of the day, if you want to be a different person, you have to make different decisions because that different version of you who lives that dream life that you envisioned earlier makes decisions differently. And in order to become that person, you have to be willing to step into the unknown and embrace the discomfort. Whew, did I say we were talking about motivation today? Well, I guess we did in the sense that I want you to toss that word from your vocabulary and stop relying on it to become who you were born to be, okay? You don't need motivation. It is fickle. It is non-existent. It is unreliable. It's the person in the group project you never want to work with because you know you're going to have to step up and do extra. 
You don't need motivation. What you need is a strong reason why all this health bullshit matters to you. And then you need to take radical responsibility and develop the discipline necessary to live out the most extraordinary life you can imagine. It's going to take courage over comfort, but I promise it'll be worth it. All right, I wanna end this episode with a shameless plug, forgive me. I recently created a gratitude journal for all of your journaling needs, and I sell it on Amazon in both hardcover and paperback. And so if you're interested in picking up a new journal uh, with lined pages where you can express gratitude, work through difficult thoughts and feelings, vent, record your wins, whatever it may be, I would encourage you to check it out. I will link it in the episode description. And as always, I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate your support. So genuine when I say that. So thank you so much. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Annihilated Podcast. If you liked this episode, please be sure to comment, leave a review, and share it with your friends, or even consider making a small donation. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out. Now go out there and annihilate it.